Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. All right. Yes, indeed. This is the WCHL podcast. I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry. And on this edition of the podcast, we don't have Andrew. And so we have a very special guest all the way from Missouri State University. It's defenseman Brett Anderson. Let's get after it. Hi there. Hey, this is the (laughs) WCHL podcast and I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry. And on this edition of the podcast, it's our very great honor to have a special guest it's Brett Anderson from the Missouri State Ice Bears, a tall D-man. Brett, say hello to the people. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. Thanks for taking time out of your uh, busy Sunday, your NFL playoff Sunday, to uh, talk to the dumb commissioner on his terrible podcast. So I appreciate it. All right, Brett, listen, you're, let's talk all about Brett Anderson. Let's tell the people about Brett. Um, a defenseman from St. Charles, Missouri. Is that accurate? Yep, that's correct. What's, tell, tell me about growing up in St. Charles, Missouri. How did you get started in playing hockey in the middle of the St. Louis area? Um, well, my, I started playing hockey because of my oldest brothers. Because I got two older brothers, and then they started playing. And I mean, by the time I was born, they were both pretty into it so yeah no did they need a goalie or what no i mean we all chose to i think we all started out as forwards okay and then we all eventually kind of switched back to d at some point but so you got you grew up up going to their games and the the hockey bug was already in the anderson family oh yeah it was and the funniest part is when i was a little kid too my parents will tell you I slept through every single one of their games. <laughs> <laughs> slept through every single one. I was known as the kid who would just sleep the entire game. Now, are you still that way? I mean, do you? No. Okay. No, no, no. No, we watch them now. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, let's t- tell me about your brothers. I mean, what are they doing now? Um, well, both of them played for Missouri State. Yeah. Um, and then, so they're both just... Uh, out with their degrees, working in the in the real world. One of them's a mortgage loan officer, and the the other one started up his own company. So they're doing pretty well for themselves now. Very nice. Okay. All right. So growing up in the uh, St. Louis area, I got to figure that you're a heavy duty blues fan. Is that accurate? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All blues all the time. Who's your favorite uh, player off the blues? Oh, that's a tough choice. Yeah, well, give me the options. Who do you have to yeah. choose between? Uh, I do like Pareko. He's a big D-man. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I can't remember if he's still on the team or not, but Sammy Blay, he's always been one of my favorite guys. He's been on and off the team, though. Okay. All right. So not bad. I was expecting you to go for some uh, some heritage uh, blues, you know, whether it's a, a Brett Hall or a uh, oh oh you know uh, who's who's our my, who's our Mister Shootout from uh, 
uh, from the uh, Olympics that only went 85 times in the shootout. He was on the Blues, TJ Oshie, for the longest time, right? Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, man, if we're going all time, uh, I got to have Cam Jansen on there. Cam Jansen. There's, that's yeah. not a bad pick. Okay. I was, uh, I was a little bit of a fighter in my junior days. No. It's not so much. It's not too popular anymore, but I did what I could back then, so I always loved the the tough guys out there. <laughs> now, tell tell why why were you a fighter? Is that just because you had two older brothers and uh, it just kind of came naturally, or what? I don't know. I mean, I, I am the biggest one in the family, but I mean, it's just always. I I just loved it. I thought it was fun. Okay. Uh, All right. Were you yeah. any good at it? I'd say I was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, I know online these days there's uh, hockeyfights.com and there's uh, there's some other places around the internet that uh, specializes in hockey fights. If we were to peruse any of those sites, are we going to find ourselves a Brett Anderson clip from his junior days? I wish, but I, I doubt it. All the videos <laughs> I have are uh, they're just on my phone that I just kind of look at every now and then. <laughs> Relive the glory days? Yeah, I wasn't really too big on like sending them out anywhere or anything like that, but I just kind of like having them to relive the glory days. All right, all right. Um, one one thing I, I've known, I'm not a hockey guy, so I've been told, but one thing I've, I've become uh, aware of is that guys that like the pugilistic uh, art of fighting uh, on teams, they, they, they usually have a, a foe or two that they're – looking forward to going up against or that they have regular bouts with um was that the case with you or did you just take on whoever it was that challenged you um so for the most part i would just kind of take on whoever was willing to because most of the time people would back down just because of just because of the size yeah so like most of the time no one would really want to go with me but Usually, if someone did, I'd take the opportunity to, but there was one, it was usually just the biggest other big guy on the team. My teammates would always be like, oh, you should go with them. I'd be like, oh, we'll see. We'll see what the game entails, but yeah. I'm not opposed. Never opposed. <laughs> not opposed. All right, but it wasn't like a, a deal where there was a Brett Anderson versus uh John Phillips season long rivalry where these two teams tangled and you knew that something was going to go down. Uh, no, there was, there was never really anything like that just cause you know, fighting starting to make its way out of hockey as we progress into the future. Okay. It's becoming less and less popular. Not so much getting taken out, just not as common of a appearance to see it in games anymore. So yeah, it's a little tougher, but Okay. Did you, since, uh, did you have any particular method or any particular uh, uh, style that you like to employ? Were you uh, grab with your left and go with your right? Did you, are you ambidextrous? What did you, were you an uppercut, rabbit punch kind of a guy? Or did you go for the big haymakers all the time? Uh, it was, honestly, it kind of depended on who I was going up against. But, I don't know, I usually was pretty technical about it. I, I wouldn't just go in throwing punches right away i'd try to get set first but it does help that i, I am ambidextrous in that so okay I, I could switch sides if i needed to you could surprise them huh yeah 
right. Very, very good. Well, let's let's talk about it. You played in, uh, you grew up in St. Louis area. I'm looking here at Elite Prospects. Played for Car Shield. Played a little high school hockey, it looks like. And then you went uh, the junior yeah. out. Played Car Shield. And then uh, you went up to uh, Minnesota for a little while. What was it like playing for the Car Shield? That's a big, pro- for, for, for those who aren't aware, explain the Car Shield program uh, to, to the folks that aren't aware of St. Louis hockey. Yeah, CarShield is, uh, well, now it's a really big AAA program down there. I think they have a team for just about every age group yeah. down there. But uh, I guess up there since I'm in Springfield now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they uh, back when I played on my U15 year, it was just the U18, U16, and U15s team. And we were it was the St. Louis Selects beforehand. And then... We got they got the Car Shield sponsor and or maybe they bought them out. I don't. I'm not too sure on how that all went down. But then Car Shield came in and changed the name, and it's been nothing but good things for that program ever since. There's Car Shield, and there's what the Junior Blues are up that way. And what's uh, yeah, the AAA Blues is the AAA team, and then the Junior Blues is the NA3 team. Okay. Okay. All right. And so you played Car Shield for a little while, and then you went to up to Minnesota to go play some uh, junior hockey with the Minnesota Moose, and also for the Rum River Mallards. Mallards, tell me about. I mean, what what was it that drew you to the USPHL and going up to uh, Minnesota to go play some uh, some puck? Um, at the time, I I had an advisor, and he was helping me out with a lot, and he he knew some people up there that were good for my development and some of the facilities and things that those that the two teams I played for had to offer were were pretty nice and it was just uh I don't know it just it all it was one of those things that just kind of happened and then I ended up up there and I was like all right here we go <laughs> yeah. we're doing this now yeah by it all then, happened so fast but by then were you playing D or were you still a forward transitioning to D um I bounced around from D to forward, like all throughout my youth career and all that. So, like my U15 year Car Shield, I spent the first half of the season on D, and then the second half on forward. Okay. So when I went up there, it was I was pretty inclined to playing both. So and even up there, I I bounced back and forth from D to forward all the time. Now the Minnesota Moose, they're in St. Paul. And yeah. Rum River, how how did you transition from uh, the Moose over to the Mallards of Rum River? Um, so I got traded at the time when I was playing for the Moose. And thankfully enough, my current advisor at the time was, uh, he took a head coaching job of the Rum River Mallards. So oh, and wow. he was good friends. He was good friends with the, head coach of the moose so they kind of worked out a deal to where if they were going to trade me it was going to be to there and he'd give them some guys and so it worked out well i only ended up moving uh 45 minutes down the road from the moose's uh home rink so okay wasn't that bad of a trade not not bad at all i'd say and you stayed in um uh, you stayed there when with the mallards for the following season what's um uh, if, if Santi 
is am I saying that right? See, I've never I've I've only been to yeah. the airport in in Minneapolis, so I'm not too familiar with uh, all the little towns in Minnesota. It's Asante or Isanti? How do you yeah. say that? You got it right. Okay, Isanti. Isanti. Yeah. And it's just north of Minneapolis, so you're only yeah. just 45 minutes or so away from uh, where you were with the moose. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was a. Uh, it's Isanti's a small town for sure. Yeah, but uh, it was it was a good time. You know, they they know how to pack a barn. That was for sure. How many people could fit in that little place? Oh, in the rink? Yeah, ballpark. I mean, I'm not gonna. This isn't a quiz or anything. Yeah, yeah, I'd. I'd say like a thousand, probably give or take. I mean, it wasn't the biggest rank, yeah. But I could be wrong on that. I'm trying to compare it to the current rank I play in. I'd say about a thousand, give or take, like two hundred. And the town came out and supported the oh, team. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they they loved the games. Okay. Very nice. What was what was? I mean, you've you've grow, grown up in St. Charles in the St. Louis area. You go to play juniors up in Minneapolis, and now you're 40 minutes north of Minneapolis in the little town of Isanti. Uh, I mean, what's what's that like? I mean, I can't. I got to believe it's kind of a little bit of a shock to your system. Yeah, it definitely was, especially since uh, I turned 16, got my driver's license, and then a week later I drove to Minnesota. So. Oh wow. That was that was a little tough because my dad was a little worried about me driving in that much snow. Because in Missouri, we we maybe get about a foot throughout the entire season. Yeah, let's do a couple snowstorms. So he was a little worried, but I did all right. You know, didn't get no accidents, nothing like that. Didn't land in and, a drift uh, anywhere. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's it was fun, especially once I got up to the uh, Isanti area. There was a couple like local guys that were on the team and uh i didn't realize what it was like living in a small town until i lived there because we would ride snowmobiles and stuff like that all the time okay ice ice fishing it was a good time i uh it's definitely a new culture for sure but it was uh i'm glad i did it ice fishing were you did you catch anything or did you just go out there and uh, catch a cold <laughs> uh i never i never caught anything but uh some of the other guys did. Yeah, I see. Uh, I see those guys out there with their shanties that they pull out onto the lake, and I'm thinking, yeah, they're they're just out there to drink themselves silly and watch football, or you know, maybe catch yeah. a fish by accident, you know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Interesting. All right, and snowmobiling. Um, so I, I'm guessing you stayed with a billet family, and yeah. uh, they had the snowmobiles, and so you guys just went went all over the place. Uh, it was one of our, uh, buddies on the team who was from that town. His parents had like four wheelers and snowmobiles and nice. pretty, th- pretty much anything off road. And they all lived like within, like on the same land as each other. And we were like five minutes away. So a lot of times they could just come pick us up on snowmobiles or four wheelers. And that's pretty much how an off day was spent for us up there. Very nice. And were you going to school at the time, or was it just all hockey all the time? Uh, I was going to online high school through my school in St. Charles. Oh wow! Okay, all right. So you could you you had to parse out your time, but yeah. Otherwise, it was uh, a lot of hockey with a little bit of the online school going on. Yeah, yeah, it was. 
All right, and then after that, uh, after a season and a half in Rum River, you came back and played down in Car Shield for the ATU team. Um, and uh, then you went and, and played up in uh, Peoria for a season in the NA3. What? Why didn't you stay in Minnesota? Why did you come back to St. Charles? And then uh, after you know a year in St. Charles, why did you head back out to uh, out into the junior world to, to Peoria? Yeah, so uh, I came back home just because of COVID and all that. I wanted to be with my family. Everyone else in my family was uh, moving back home, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go back home and. I was still eligible for one more year of U18 AAA. So I was like, okay, I'll try out for that team. And if I make it, I'm going to stay home. If I don't make it, then we'll have to figure out a plan B. But I ended up making it. So that went well, stayed home for that year. And was just kind of wasn't really thinking too much about what I was going to do next year just because no one was really sure on how COVID was going to turn out for us at that point. No kidding. So uh, I was just kind of playing it by year and seeing like if I get offers anywhere or wherever it is. And before you know it, the season came to an end, and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta gotta figure out what I'm gonna do next year." It looks like the season's still gonna happen. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, uh, thankfully, my, one of my oldest brother played for Peoria when he played juniors for like two years. I'm pretty sure. So the head coach that he played for was still the head coach at the time. So he shot him a text for me and I went out and skated at their main camp and ended up playing there for a year. And I, uh, I, I don't know, I guess I was just, I could have aged out of juniors, but I was just ready to go to school and start, uh, learning, getting my degree and all that. And Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. The um, out, out of the you played in St. Charles for, like I said, for Car Shield for a little while. You played uh, up in Minnesota for two different teams. Then you're up in Peoria for a season. Uh, what, what was what was the favorite aspect of of the? I mean, I know the favorite part of hockey right now is in Spring Vegas with uh, Missouri State, but. <laughs> When you look back, you know, was Peoria the best scene for you? Was Minneapolis the best scene for you? Was it just being home? When did that work? What was the best in uh, Brett Anderson's view? I don't know. That's tough just because uh, they were all great. Like, I all I, – uh, I'm glad I got to experience all three of them just because okay. I created some great memories and some great friendships along the way that, you know, I'll, I'll have for the rest of my life. But – uh I don't know if I could just pick one because right. I mean, there's, there's ups and downs to all of them, but they're all fantastic experiences. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And you ended up at Missouri state. Did, did you have any choices in that or because you've, you've, you come from a long line of Anderson's that played hockey at Missouri state. Was that where you were going or did you have other options available to you? Um, I, I had a couple other options, but I always kind of had, even when I was playing in Minnesota, I always had Missouri State in the back of my head just because I knew, uh, you know, with my brothers playing here and everything, and I got to know the coaches pretty well at the time and just the whole organization pretty well. They all started to know who I was. So by the time I came here for the tryout camp, it, 
walked in everyone knew who i was already it was kind of nice very good <laughs> and okay. there wasn't there wasn't that like awkward stage of like walking into a new rank and not knowing a single name there <laughs> like, like you had in, in minnesota in peoria and other yeah. places yeah okay yeah all right what's the uh before we get into the acha you, you played uh in the na3 and the usphl what's the is there a difference um in terms of the quality the level of play um in your estimation um, I, it's tough to say just cause, uh, like how, I mean, any team, any league is really the, each division is almost kind of, kind of plays a little different. So, but the two divisions I were, I was in at the NA3 and the USP, they were both like the Midwest division. So I don't know. The only thing I really noticed, I thought the, NA3 was a little bit more uh, grittier and grittier and a little bit more physical. And then the USP was just a little bit faster and a little bit more skilled. But I mean, both of them were, I mean, it's close. It's real close. And now that you've made the jump to the ACHA, what's, uh, have you seen a difference between the level of play in the ACHA and in the junior levels that you, that you experienced? Whether it's the skill of the USP or the grittiness of the NA3? I think the ACHA is definitely more physical than both. Okay. I, uh, I, I remember my first weekend playing for Missouri State, and I got done with the weekend, and I was like, man, I haven't been this sore after a weekend of games in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like that now, was a that was a hard game. Now a year and a half into your career, do you still feel that way? You're just coming off a tough weekend. Do you are you still feeling that way? No, no, I've uh, I've gotten acclimated to it now. Okay, all right. All right. I, I got a better idea of what to expect when I go out there now and everything. But it was uh, yeah, it was definitely different, especially you know going from juniors being one of the biggest and oldest guys out there to now I'm one of the young guys and. I'm looking up and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of guys out here my size. I'm not used to that. <laughs> <laughs> You're used to bringing the pain, right? Not, not yeah, dishing it out. I'm used to, I'm used to being the guy that everyone's uh, always like, wow, he's big. <laughs> yep. So you're studying at, at Missouri State. What is it that, uh, what's your major? What are you following? What are you trying to become? Uh, I am studying construction management right now. Construction management. And when you graduate from Missouri State, and move back to St. Louis, what will that construction management degree do for you? What do you hope uh, it will do for you? I mean, I can actually do a lot of things with it, but uh, the main goal would probably be a project manager at a construction company somewhere, but project manager would be the, the ideal spot for me right after school. Okay. And are you okay? I mean, this isn't a job interview, Brett, so I, I don't, don't, but I mean, are, are you looking for the St. Louis area or are you just looking to, for a change of scenery and you'll go anywhere? Uh, I mean, I'd prefer St. Louis, but you know, I'm not, not totally closed out to looking somewhere else. You know, it just kind of depends on the, on the job and the location and everything and the current situation I'd be in at the time, but definitely not opposed to it. I've uh, the reason I ask. I've uh, over the years I've known a fair share of construction management uh, majors that have graduated, and they've gone to work in exotic places like Guam, 
and San Diego and Phoenix and Dallas, Texas, and they all seem to be very warm climates where there's yeah. a lot of construction going on. And I've, I've never heard of a construction uh, management uh, graduate going to work in, uh, you know, Edmonton or you know, yeah. Minneapolis, you know, somewhere where you, you know, freeze your chaps off all the time. Yeah. Okay. No, I, uh, definitely would be open to going to some new places though. Okay. Very nice. Well, you came to Missouri state. Jeremy law was the head coach, um, at the time. And now, uh, uh Tom Winkler is the head coach from Missouri state. What's that transition been like from uh, from Brett Anderson's perspective? Um, I and, mean, and, and Brett, before you answer, let me. I just, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> nobody listens to this podcast, okay? So, especially <laughs> Jeremy Law or Tom Winkler. So, I mean, it's really just me and you, and you know, that's probably it. So, feel free to you know vent your spleen and, and tell the honest to goodness truth because nobody's. It's just us. All right. But, uh, <laughs> you don't believe that for a second, do you? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> but um, I, I'm not trying. I mean, I'm not uh, trying to get you to bag on either one of them. I'm just trying to oh, find no, out no. find out what the situation was, or uh, for, at least from your perspective, was it a difficult transition? Was it easy? Do you not? Did you? Did it not affect you in any way? Um, I mean, you know, any transition like that isn't just going to be easy. You know, a big head coaching change like that. It, takes a little bit of time to adjust because you know wings te- coaches in a in a different style and different way than law did so it, there's definitely an adjustment period but i think along with me and the whole team you know we've we've really been taken into what tom's saying and we really like what he's saying and you know it, it takes time a little bit for sure just to get used to it you know it's a definitely a culture change for the team but I mean, I, I've been, I feel like I've been doing pretty well, you know, and along with the, the rest of the team, you know, we've been, we've had our moments of struggle, but you know, that's going to happen with a big change like that. It's not going to happen overnight. Right. And, uh, I just, I think we, uh, we adapted as well as I think we could have, you know, I mean, it really has been a great year so far, despite, uh, our record not being as good as we'd hoped it'd be at this, by this point in the year, but, you know, it's still a long season left to play, and I think uh, I think we can only go up from where we're at right now. Yeah, well, you're ranked number 19 in the nation in the latest rankings, and what's that, eight wins after this past weekend that you just played uh, against Oklahoma. Um, you've got eight wins, nine losses, four ties. I mean, that's not bad. Last year... You know, Missouri State has had a uh, has had a history of being going to nationals and being you know in the mix for nationals. Last year, it didn't work out that way. Um, you were just on the cusp of, I think, right outside the top twenty-five. Um, but yeah. it's got to be good to be part of the part of the team that's bringing Missouri State back into the nationals picture, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it definitely uh, definitely feels good to uh, bring us try and bring us back to there. Um, we're not there yet, but I get it. Yeah. But, uh, we definitely, definitely have a good shot to make it there. And I think we just got to work on some stuff in practice and really get refined on what we need to work on. And I think we'll make a good run for it. Missouri state's known for being, um, hard to beat at home and, uh, you know, being pretty decent on the road. They've uh, last couple of years of coach laws tenure, they would, 
you know, be great at home and terrible on the road. Uh, but this past weekend, you've you 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 lost a heartbreaker uh, with 23 seconds left. And yeah. Then, but then the next day, you came right back and uh, smoked Oklahoma. Um, so you're doing okay. I mean, 500 on the road is not bad, especially if you can win them all at home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a huge step. Cause I know from last year, uh, we, we struggled on the road and it was tough for us cause we were trying real hard to figure out what it was, but it, it was real tough. We couldn't really figure out exactly what it was, but I'm glad this year that we're, uh, we're able to take care of business sometimes on the road now. And yeah, it's, it's hard for us to have a bad game at home. I mean, we, we do still, it's, we're human. We will, but it's hard for us too with the fan base that we have and the town that we're in, you know, everyone, everyone comes out to our games and there's always a lot of students and it's really, it really is electric at our rink. You know, we get quite a bit of fans and yeah, you do. And it's, it's tough not to, not to play well when you skate out onto that ice right before the game and see a packed house and, it, it gets you fired up pretty pretty easily. Everybody in the in the crowd at Missouri State is wearing some form of ice bear paraphernalia, whether it's a jersey or a hat or a t-shirt or something. They've the they've collected something over the years, and that's always impressed the hell out of me. Is that uh, uh, you know that just the the inclusion that the uh, ice bears have with their fans when you're walking around campus? I mean, do people I know you're not NCAA, you're not part of the athletic department, but do people recognize you or, or uh, understand that Missouri State has a hockey team? Yeah, actually, it's uh, – so a lot of us have, like, our team backpacks that we use for, like, our school stuff. And I, I've been stopped a couple times and, like, I've been asked, like, are you on the D1 team and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm on the hockey team. And they're like, wow, it's so cool. Can't wait to go to your game tonight or – or something like that, you know, but yeah, they definitely, uh, they definitely know about us. And I've definitely been asked a few times if I'm, I've been asked, uh, I think twice since, since the year and a half I've been here, uh, are you the big guy that laid someone out last night? And I go, I don't know, maybe I could have been because <laughs> like, I'm not the only big guy on the team. And I'm also not the only guy who can lay someone out. So Right. Might have been. Depends on what part of the game you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Humble there, as opposed to just taking and going, yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with me. Well, go ahead. I mean, you're 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 there. You're a year and a half at Missouri State, Brett. Uh, pretend I'm. I you're trying to recruit me. Convince me to come to Spring Vegas. Pack the we pack a barn. We. Get, got our own got a real nice locker room i think um the school actually knows about us and loves us and we're pretty well known on campus yeah and uh the the locker room energy is great it's one of the closest group of guys i've ever played with and it was like that last year and it is this year just and as time goes on you just grow more and more with the guys and one of the best college experiences you could get well hey that's not bad that's not bad he convinced me to at least come and take a look is there what what is there to do in springfield other than come to an ice bears game what does brett anderson like to do when he's not studying going to school or uh playing hockey or skating 
Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I used to, uh, when I was in juniors in my free time, I would, I'd go bowling a lot, but it's tough to get a group of people now because like everyone's schedules are so hectic with school and everything. I can't do it as much as I used to. Okay. But I have done that a few times in Springfield. Um, Oh, man. What, what is it about bowling that you enjoy? Besides, I, I mean, know. besides I, the sheer brutality of throwing something and knocking something down. Yeah, I, I, I think it's honestly satisfying when I can just rip a ball as hard as I can right down the middle and yeah. it, all the pins explode. And yeah. I always just try and go for the highest score possible and just I send the ball as hard as I can down the middle. Okay. All right. What's the Sometimes uh, I miss though. <laughs> well, that happens. That happens. <laughs> what what's what's the uh, what's your highest score? Have you ever bowled a perfect game? Oh, no. No, not even close. Yeah. But are you I in the 200s? I don't to be or? that good. I just like to fling it down there, but I think the highest I ever hit was 200. Okay. All right. That's not bad. But that's Yeah, it's not bad. All right, and if I get a, if it's a spare, I'm probably not going to get it. Oh, really? That 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 <laughs> yeah. opening? Oh, that opening is just too inviting, huh? That's where yeah. the ball goes, as opposed to hitting yeah, the pins it's every time. Yeah, it goes through the opening every time. Now, have you played? Uh, I'm going to ask this question, and maybe you're going to maybe you'll recognize it or not, since you're a, a bowler. Uh, do you play solely duck pins, or do you have you also uh, bowled candle pins? I'll be honest. I don't know what that means. All right. Well, so so duck, duck pins are the traditional pins that we see that are you know the kind of what wide on the bottom and a little thin on the top, kind of with yeah. the shape. Candle pins kind of look like uh, well, it's they're they're thin and um, it's kind of I'm just trying to think of what what they would look like. Uh, well, let's just say like a, a big candle. It's just a cylinder as opposed to, uh, you know, in the shape of it having the rounder curves. And candle pins are kind of um, uh, popular in the northeast and up north. I didn't know if maybe if your time up in Minnesota, if you get to experience candle pins or if they were playing duck pins. But uh, all right. Well, hey, I, I've, I figured that was probably going to date me or, or, or be more a question for me than it is for you. So, But you like to bowl. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I, like it. I think it's a good time. Can you but, spin uh, the ball? I mean, are you one of these guys that can uh, put a little torque on it and it gets right to the lip of the gutter and before it curls back in to hammer away? One out of five. Okay, it's <laughs> one all, out of five. It's, it's an all accident. All the other huh? ones are, yeah. All the other ones are going right in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, all right. So now, uh, does Missouri State have a bowling team? I mean, maybe there's a future. I've seen bowling on ESPN before with uh, collegiate no, bowling. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not that good of a bowler. I well, just do it for fun. Neither are the people I see <laughs> on ESPN. Brett, come on. <laughs> They're representing their school, though. All right. All yeah. Right. So you just got through playing a, uh, a a series, like I said, down here in Edmond, Oklahoma, against uh, Oklahoma, and it was uh, a pretty cold rink, is my understanding. I was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Talk talk about well, I mean, what was that like? Because when you're playing the game, I got to believe. Do you do you feel how cold it is, or are you? Do you only feel it when it's between periods after the game, that kind of thing? So. First off, I just want to say that is the coldest ice rink I have ever played in in my life. 
That is the coldest rink I've ever played. And it's only like bad when it's midwinter, like how it is now. And the temperature outside is cold too. Yeah. Because we came to the same rink to play UCO during the fall semester a little earlier in the year. So it was still around like 60 degrees outside. Like I was warming up in shorts. Okay. And and so like it wasn't bad then because if you got cold, you could just step outside for a few minutes and you'd warm up. But the locker rooms just don't have like heat or they're not really insulated at all. I mean, it's concrete walls, but there's whole, there's like a opening above one of the walls that just leads right out into the ice rink. Yeah. So it's, it's so cold and on the ice, it's, it's not bad. If you can, at least this is just for me. It's not bad for me. If I can have my toes, like my feet warmed up before I put my skates on. Okay. Because if I can have them warm before I put my skates on, the tightness of the boot on my skate usually keeps them warm. And then once I start skating around and everything and I get some blood flowing, my toes stay warm. But if I put my skates on with cold feet, then my toes don't warm up the entire time. And then it's like if I block a shot or something there, it, it hurts way more than Ooh. it normally does. Oh. Oh, all right. So, the, but, do you, yeah. do you when you do you skate with a sock or you skate barefoot? Oh, sock, sock. No, I'm not one of those guys that goes barefoot. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> well, I had to ask because you're talking about having your toes warm or not. All right. So this weekend, were, were you able to warm the warm the piggies up before you put them in the boot, or were they freezing uh, before before, during, and after? Uh, we warmed them up. We. Uh, all the guys that were on the team, either last year or for many previous years before that, any of the veteran guys, we all knew what we were getting into when we went there. So we brought a couple uh, space heaters and stuff like that. So we were able to stand in front of those before putting a piece of gear on. And yeah, it was it was definitely uh, definitely interesting. But you know, I got the job done. Got the boys warmed up before we headed out there. Good. Very good. In addition to being an extremely cold rink, it's also an extremely dark rink. Um, yeah. Because the lights are up so dang high in the in the ceiling, as opposed to being a little bit closer and brighter. Does that um, does the light have any sort of an impact? Do you do you notice that at all, or do you just do you um, not notice that? I, I don't really notice the lighting too much. I mean, if it's like a a nice really really like like one of the new rinks that get built and the lighting is just perfect and it's super nice you you notice it there but in any other rink uh, it, the lighting doesn't bother me okay uh, i don't even i don't even really notice it until like if someone were to like point it out and be like it's dark in here and i'd be like oh, i guess you're right yeah i guess it is dark <laughs> yeah yeah i notice over at the uh, jordan valley ice park there's uh, the lighting is is has been kind of uniform except for one spot over the visitor's penalty box where the the light mm-hmm. they seem to have a brighter light for for that guy um i don't know if yeah, it's like put an led bulb or or what in there yeah i'm not sure either but i uh I love the the Jordan Valley Ice Park. I think it's such a great rink. The lighting is actually fantastic in there. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Well, you've played. Uh, you've played around. You've you've already answered the question. What's the coldest rink in the world for uh, for you? <laughs> what What's your yeah. not counting the Jordan Valley Ice Rink? What's the best rink uh, in the ACHA that you've uh, that you've enjoyed playing at the most? Or when you see it on the schedule, you're like, yes, I love playing there. 
Um, hmm, that's tough. Or maybe there's I, one that you look at and you go, oh, I hate playing there. Um, I will say I'd never played, been to uh, Minot's rink until this year. And that's probably, I, I, in my eyes, that's probably one of the nicest rinks in the ACHA. Okay. For sure, is Minot's. Um, I'm trying to think. Hmm. I, I'm not a fan of GCU's rank. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that place. Not a whole lot of people are. Yeah, the uh, the one th- we did our we had a pregame skate there when we went there this year, and we were doing a I forgot what it was so like the warm up drill, and we were chipping pucks. The end of the drill, we were chipping pucks off the glass and. I noticed, I was like, why every time I chip it off the glass, does it still go into the netting? Like, it should bounce out. And I looked, and the glass was not straight. It was tilted out towards the stands, and I was like, wow. No way. Yeah, I was like, wow, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I had heard uh, from some some folks uh, recently about your trip out to uh, GCU, and they had uh, issues with uh, running water, and... um, I guess there were just other issues going on with that with that rink. So, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to talk to uh, the GCU folks and see what's up with uh, <laughs> AZ Ice Arcadia. So. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, the, I will say that for the problems they were having, though, the ice was actually pretty good. Okay, the ice itself was actually very well taken care of. Just uh, a few other things on the boards <laughs> maybe it worked out. But. <laughs> The glass being at a little 40-degree angle, maybe, huh? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, well, uh, you've been on the road. You've been with Missouri State for a little while. What's the biggest rivalry for for Missouri State, at least from your perspective? Who's the the team that when – you know, Missouri State tangles with them. It's it's heated the most, and it's, you know, they're our tribal. They're the ones we want to beat no matter what. Maryville. Why Maryville? I don't know. It's just, I guess it's one of those ones that kind of grew. Also, I think uh, since a lot of guys on our team are from St. Louis, and I, I'm pretty sure it was been, it's been like this in the past, but I remember last year when we went to Maryville and St. Louis, since a lot of us are from there, we have a lot of friends and family and all that that want to come watch us play. Uh-huh. And uh, last year we had about double the amount of fans in their rink than they did for themselves. Oh, poor Maryville. So like when we scored, it was louder for us than it was for them. <laughs> I love to hear it. Yeah. And keep like, going. it's just every, it's just, I don't know what it is. Every time we play them, it, it gets so chippy and it's like a, I don't want to say hatred, but they are the other team, and I always do say I hate I hate the other team that I'm playing against. Yeah, but it, it's like uh, we're actually angry out there at each other, both teams. <laughs> like, well, that, I mean that makes sense, right? There's a lot yeah. of a lot of spring, a lot of uh, guys that are playing hockey in Springfield that are from the St. Louis area. Um, a lot of guys from St. Louis that tried to get onto the Maryville team, but now they're the stock in that roster full of Canadians, it seems. Yeah. Um, 
so did you have an opportunity or when you being from the St. Louis area, was Maryville under consideration for you when you're making your choices where I wanted to go play hockey? Uh, no, but just for the reason of, I, I didn't want to go to school 10 minutes down the road from home. I, I like being at home. I love being at home, but, uh, it's one of those things that I did enjoy my time away too and being on my own out there by myself. So, uh, I definitely didn't want to be, I wanted to get away from home a little bit. I didn't want to be too far, so Food Springfield was perfect. It's just a three-hour drive to home, so right on the interstate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. highway the whole time. Easy enough. Yeah, Maryville has uh, since coming on the scene. They've kind of dominated the St. Louis, at least the ACHA scene for um, uh, hockey. It used to be, you know, SLU. It used to be uh, McKendry, um, and. Uh, you know, now there's even a, if you go further out, little SIUE um, would have, you know, kind of, and, and then Lindenwood. You, we can't ignore Lindenwood. was always the big beast of no. the ECHA. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, Maryville's kind of uh, popped up out of, you know, nowhere. And Lindenwood's gone NCAA and focused solely on ACHA D2. McKendry has, uh, you know, they've, moving up to D1, they've kind of, uh, uh, they're, 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 they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. They're, you know, 20, 30 ranked team, but they're not the, you know, the dominant team that they were at men's division three and SIUE yeah. has kind of fallen off the, uh, fallen off the rails a little bit from being a D two powerhouse. Uh, so I can understand it that Maryville's, you know, the team that you want to beat. Um, let, let me ask this. I mean, last year you played with Josh Olson, um, and I'm not trying to get you to bag on Josh Olson um, because I'm sure he made his decision for his own reason. But you know, yeah. now he plays for Maryville, so you know that's what's it like uh, dealing. He, he was your teammate last year. Now he's not. Um, you know, a lot of people don't get that. Um, you know, hockey's a very small community, and even though you're you're playing the other team and you hate them, you want to beat them. You're also friends with a lot of folks on that other team. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, no. Josh is uh, he's a good buddy of mine, and a lot of guys on the team. And off the ice, you know, we're friends, and I talk to him all the time and stuff like that. But um, on the ice, though, it, it's a different story. You know, we're gonna battle. We're gonna we're gonna do what we can to win. So that's going to come at a price and I'm going to come after you, whether you like it or not. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> and he knows that. Cause he knows. Yeah, player he knows. That you are. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it's a respect thing too. Like if, if I'm battling a guy and he starts battling back and it starts getting chippy, but you know, we're, we're big boys. We're adults. We can handle it. Like we, uh, if he, if he keeps coming at me as much as I keep coming at him, then it's a respect thing, you know? And I, I respect him for, for not backing down takes take some balls to do that <laughs> have you brett have you watched uh any of the maryville hockey online you know their youtube broadcasts and anything uh a little bit here and there but not not too much all right i'm gonna ask you an anchorman question <laughs> if we had a fight between the missouri state broadcast team steve casson and his crew and the maryville guys who are more focused on fashion than they are you know content and knowing hockey who do you yeah. think in an anchorman thing in a in a backyard alley brawl, who who would win? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
I'd put my money on Steve. Steve, I think, is a wily little character. The other guys would look better. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, they they'd have the better style, but yeah, I think I think Steve, uh, he'd have a little fire in him that that they wouldn't know about. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Yeah, I think the other guys would wouldn't know what to do. They're kind of uh, without a script to read or something. Whereas Steve would just go. Uh, I, I think he'd kind of go all ninja on him, all L.A. You know, he talks about being from uh, from L.A. and loving the Kings. I, he'd probably go all L.A. on those guys, and uh, they'd be out before they knew it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to see if I can't make that happen at Nationals. Um, get the Maryville guys to rumble with Steve. That'd be, that'd be kind of fun <laughs> there at intermission. All right. That would be. Brett, who is on the Missouri State team right now? Not counting yourself, who's the funniest guy on the team? Who's the guy that cracks you up on the on the bus? Who's the guy that cracks you up on the bench? Who's got the best chirps? Mm. Damn, that's that's tough to pick one guy. There's a few guys I could give that to. Yeah, but if if we're going best chirps, I got to give it to Clayton Dahl. Why Clayton? I don't know what it is, but. And I guarantee you about at least 75% of the team would agree with me on this too, that he just has some chirps on the ice that you just wouldn't think of. And when you hear him say it, it just makes you laugh. Even if it's like a time on the ice when you're trying to be serious, you can't hold it back sometimes because it's just so good. (laughs) Okay. All right. So Clayton's got the best chirps. Uh, is he also the guy that cracks people up the most on the bus, or is there another uh, jokester comedian that's got uh, got the bus or the, or the dinner crowd uh, comedy? I mean, he's he's got some good jokes too, for sure. But uh, I, I'd say uh, I'd say Kegs is he's got some good jokes in him too. Kegs, who's Kegs? Kegel, Derek Kegel. Oh, there you go. Okay, very nice. So he's. He's the uh, he's the off ice entertainment, and then you got Clayton, who's the uh, on ice entertainment, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, definitely. All right. Yesterday, uh, before uh, pregame, you had a great meal at Eddie's uh, Bar and Grill up in Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, oh yeah. Not going to ask uh, what what you had, um, but but what's what's a what's the go to pregame meal for for Brett Anderson? It may not have been what you had yesterday uh, at Eddie's, but what's hmm. your, what's your preferred pregame? Are you a chicken parm kind of guy? Or are you just uh, you don't need a steak? Are you all pasta all the time? I, I do like my pasta sometimes before a game, but not all the time. It really depends on the day and what I'm feeling. Um, but usually, though, it'll probably be something a little bit high carb, high protein, something like that like steak and potatoes or um, I do love my chicken parms. Yeah. Those are always good. Steak and potatoes are always good, but man, for at least, you know, got to make sure that you're uh, in close proximity to the commode and, uh, you know, <laughs> shortly before uh, game time, at least uh, from, from one person's perspective. So yeah. uh, yikes. All right. Um, so let's talk about that. This weekend, you had a kind of an up and a down weekend. I mean, you were cruising, going to overtime, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Oklahoma scores with 23 seconds left. I mean, what what do you do in those last 23 seconds? What's the mindset? Um, mindset is pull the goalie, and 
outnumber them on the puck, no matter how many guys they have on it, and throw everything at the net and try and bury a rebound or do anything you can to score. Yeah. Just pucks pucks on net as much as we can. Okay. That, uh, that, that kind of has to be a little deflating. You hear the announcer. Well, let me ask. When you're on the ice, when the guy says one minute left in the period, do you guys hear that or do you not care? Do you just play to the buzzer? Um, I mean, depends. If it's if I'm on the bench, I hear it, but it doesn't matter if I hear it on the bench because I'm aware of how much time is left on the board. Okay. And if I'm on the ice, if I'm like in a battle – to where I'm not really skating, I can hear it. But if I'm like skating down the ice and there's wind blowing and everything, I don't, I don't hear that more or less. Am I even paying attention to it? Uh, Cause usually when I'm on the ice, like I'll, I'll be taking quick looks at the scoreboard the whole time to see how much time is left, especially if it's towards the end of a game, you know, I, I gotta, I want to be aware of how much time is left and see like, am I going to have to dump it? Am I going to, do I have time to, skate it up a little bit so and so on and so forth yeah okay all right well I, yeah i didn't know if that was because that was a nice tight back and forth affair and you know two to two with you know less than a minute to go and it seems like okay, these guys they're going to overtime and uh then all of a sudden out of nowhere comes just a a, a snapper and it finds the back of the net and you're like oh crap you know yeah. we've only got 20 seconds to go here we gotta you know we we were almost getting ready to have another five minutes of play, and now we, that's down to twenty seconds. But you come back the next day. I mean, what's the mentality after that? You 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 lose late, and it's going to be a heartbreaker. But uh, were the guys down in the dumps, or did they just say "f this"? We're going to go get uh, we're going to go get them, and you know, jam it right down their throats the next day. Uh, it, pretty much that, you know. We just we were we were pretty uh, pretty mad about the way that game ended on Friday and we wanted to shove it down their throats and show them like, yeah, that was a fluke game and you guys aren't going to get another one. Yeah. And, and you did basically, yeah, basically proved to them like we are, we are the better team and we had a, we had a bad, bad game last night or a series of bad bounces or whatever the, whatever happened that made us lose the game. You know, we're not going to, we're going to show you that that won't happen again. <laughs> Now, this past weekend was, was kind of an anomaly because both Oklahoma and Central Oklahoma play out of the same building, so, and Colorado was in town to play Central Oklahoma. Uh, they played, what, before you on Friday and after you on Saturday. And Colorado the Oh, they played the after you? Around. They played after you on Friday and before you on Saturday. Yeah. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. So, and, but the, the reason I bring it up, Colorado is your next opponent. Were, yeah. Were you yeah. able to see some of their games? Were you able to do some uh, scouting or anything? Uh, so Saturday, since they played before us, yeah, we were we were able to watch a good majority of the game and kind of uh, feel them out. But it does help, you know, having played them already this year. So we got a good idea of what we need to do and what they're going to do. But, you know, again, it's – and this, especially in the ACHA, you know, it's anyone's game. It's whoever to whoever decides to show up better that day, really. Yeah, I think especially this season, um, it shows that uh, you know there there's no gimmies, and and you know sometimes you can look on the schedule and go, oh, this team stinks. Um, you know, we don't really need to go 100 uh, yeah. percent. to 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 grab a dub. 
but um, you know, in years, it, you know, years past, that used to be like in Oklahoma or uh, Colorado, but now they've those guys are improving and getting better, and uh, you've got to. I, I always say this, and I, it doesn't come across the right way, but I say you've got to kill them. You just can't. You just can't show up and beat them. You've got to actually work for sixty minutes and kill them to earn that victory. You've got to, you know, work at it to get them. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to next week. It's your. It, these will be the first games at home uh, after the new year. What are you expecting with the uh, for for Missouri State for the rest of the fall? I mean, the rest of the spring semester. Um, I, I'm. I'm excited to play this weekend just because first game's back. Everyone should be back in town for school, so should be a lot of people there, hopefully. But uh, I don't know. Future is uh, future's looking bright for for the team right now. I think uh, just got a few little things to work on, refine at, and I think we'll be on the right track for nationals and the games after we make it there. So. Being from St. Louis, have you gone to nationals uh, before at the uh, at the Centene Community Ice Center? Uh, I've gone to watch nationals before, like when I was playing juniors, and I would come home. There was always uh, the nationals was always going on, like right as I would move back home. Okay. So the, the few times it's been St. Louis previously, I uh, definitely came back and watched some uh, buddies of mine that aged out already play some college hockey and all that so yeah i definitely have seen it before but uh definitely excited to play it if we uh if we can work on some stuff and get better and make our way there have you skated at the centene community ice center before yes i, I i've skated there a few times i sk- actually the uh u18 AAA nationals were at centene as well when i played for car shield my last year of u18 okay all right so we we played there for that too so that was a good time uh centene versus the maryville hockey center which one of those two do you like the best because that's where we're going to be using both ranks for nationals at least the very first day um all, most of the games will be at centene but that first day four other games will be over at the maryville uh hockey center which of those two facilities do you like the best they're both really nice um, especially since they're both pretty new, but, uh, I, I mean, Centene is unbelievable. Yeah. 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 It's pretty sharp. Yeah. All right. Well, you've got, uh, you've got Colorado coming to town and then you only have to go on the road twice more after that. You got to go to Fort Collins, Colorado to take on CSU. And then you've got to go up to St. Louis to take on your, your favorite team in the world, Maryville. Yeah. But you've got, uh, you've got a nice little, uh, home schedule for Missouri State here to in the spring semester with uh, Colorado, UCO, and Arizona coming to town. So you're going to have a chance to move up in the rankings. UCO is number three. Arizona, I think, is number 13 or 14. Um, Maryville is what? What are they, eight now? And Colorado yeah. State's uh, number 20, 23, I think. So there's some chances yeah. to do some damage. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're all uh, real excited for uh, the games coming up. Um, we're really first semester was, uh, kind of tough a little bit for us just cause with all the travel that we were doing, it felt like we were on the road almost every weekend. Yeah. And, uh, at the time it was, it was a lot, but I mean, we got through it, you know, we did well. And now that we're in the second semester, we're all kind of looking at each other, like, 
I only have three road trips. <laughs> and then uh, we all look at St. Louis or the Maryville games in St. Louis. We're like, that's not really a road trip. Uh-huh. We're all going home for the most part anyway. So that's not a, we don't see that as a road trip as much as Colorado and uh, Oklahoma, but you know, we're definitely excited for the uh, games coming up here for sure. Well, that'll be nice, especially for that Maryville. If you're bringing in more fans, it's kind of like a home game on the road for uh, for the Ice Bears. Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely a fun time when we go play at their rink, just as much as it is when they come to our rink. When you're uh, when you're going on the road, what's uh, what do you guys like to do? What's what does Brett Anderson like to do on the bus? Are you do you like to read a book? Do you guys watch movies? Do you just take a lot of Nyquil and knock yourself out? Um, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I can fall asleep anywhere, but, uh, I mean, usually I'll, depends on the road trip, like Oklahoma. I didn't, the way down, I slept a lot, but that was just cause we left super, super early in the morning. But, uh, if it's like a really long road trip, I'll sleep for a little bit and then either watch a movie or I'll stand up and find some other guys that are awake okay. and we'll, hang out for a little bit on the bus but what's the uh, what's the go-to if you can only show one movie on the bus what's the go-to movie for for brett anderson on the on the bus there's some guys that like to watch funny stuff you know dumb and dumber um there are some guys that like to watch uh you know shoot 'em ups like uh you know god of war or something like that what's uh what's the go-to for brett anderson Oh man, I love watching movies too. That's so hard to pick. Um, definitely, I would probably go with comedy for sure. I love a good laugh. Okay. But uh, probably, mm, man, this is a tough choice. That's okay. Comedy, comedy. You're going for something yeah. to entertain and make you laugh, as opposed to. Uh, Watching Denzel Washington exact some vengeance as the man on fire or something like that. Yeah, I mean I, those are always great movies to watch too. But if I'm if I'm picking a go to, it definitely be a like a comedy movie for sure. Very nice. All right, so you've got uh, you're in your your second year at Missouri State. You've got at least two more years to go, hopefully before you graduate, but three years of eligibility. And then uh, afterwards, possibly going to uh, St. Louis to put that construction management degree to good use, huh? Yep. Yep. Very nice. Very, very nice. All right. Well, Brett, listen, I appreciate your time uh, today. I appreciate you taking uh, time out of your busy Sunday, especially after a long weekend of play. And um, I wish uh, you and the rest of the Ice Bears a, a wonderful season. See, I didn't even ask you to give us a good Winkler story or a good uh, Stan Melton story or a good Ryan Ryan uh, oh. Armstrong story, you know, because I'm not trying to put you on the spot. So I want you to be, oh, still no, be in their good I, uh, graces. Man, I bet you Wings could – I know Wings has a story about me that he would tell, but that's not about him. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to get him back on the podcast and uh yeah ask him what, what's going on here with mr anderson but uh man i i don't know probably i probably got some stories i shouldn't say yeah well, that's all right that's all right we'll we'll save them for later i'll get them from you uh when when i see you at centene uh in march for nationals sounds good yeah Wonderful. perfect thank you thanks for being appreciate, on appreciate uh appreciate you having me 
Not a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Brett Anderson from the Missouri State Ice Bears. Hang on. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Yeah, Chance, let's do that hockey. All right, thanks for listening. That, we appreciate Brett Anderson being on the podcast. want to thank him for his time. We also want to thank the folks at Missouri State Hockey and head coach Tom Winkler for uh, getting us in uh, contact with, with Brett. Sounds, sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Uh, Brett's comes from a long line of uh, uh, Missouri State Ice Bears. He's third in that line. Um, that's kind of wild that all the uh, all the kids in the uh, Anderson family played hockey there at Missouri State. So pretty awesome. Listen, thanks to you for listening to the podcast. Thanks to you for your support of ACHA and WCHL hockey. And um, We'll have Andrew back on here pretty soon. So we'll talk about the uh, the week that was in the WCHL and all the other stuff. So in the meantime, stay safe, stay warm, take care of yourself. We hope to see you at the rink soon. <laughs>